7.06, Monday evening. That can mean only one thing. The Employment Hour is back here on AM640. Yet Lior's colleagues, Leah and Dave here once again doing a uh, bang-up job for the next hour. Your phone calls, as always, 416-870-6400. Star 640 on your cell. Have employment questions, severance questions, problems at work, all that stuff under that umbrella. The guys are here to answer your questions. And we always start uh, with the week that was. Who wants to go first? I'll, uh, I'll take it. Right. I'm happy to be here, uh, John. Um, as you say, we're here to talk about all things employment-related, job-related, uh, workplace rights. If uh, if you have a question, we have the answer. So please give us a call. Uh, it's not just your livelihood. It's also personal, and, uh, and we're here to help you mm. Um, so, uh, starting off, I thought I would talk about a case that I settled two weeks ago involving a woman who was hired by this company. It was a national company back in 2013 and she was hired for a position in Toronto shortly after she's told, we want you to relocate to Vancouver. So she says, okay, I'm fine with that. That's, that's cool. As long as I can eventually come back to Toronto. And they said, of course. So she goes out there, she does the project that she's hired for, and she says, I'd like to come back to Ontario now. And they actually say, okay, great, mm. we'll, we'll arrange that for you. Three weeks later, she says, oh, also, I'm so pleased to announce I'm pregnant with my first child. A couple weeks later, the company says, you know, actually, we don't have that <laughs> position available for you in Ontario. Yeah. Um, and understandably, she freaks out, right? She's across the country from her family. Uh, she's pregnant with her first child. Um, so she goes to the company and the company says, okay, fine, we're not going to, we're not going to move you permanently back to Ontario, but we'll give you a temporary position until your mat leave. And then once your mat leaves over, if we don't have a spot available for you, you'll agree to resign and here, sign this contract that says that too. And feeling like she had no other choice, she did it. She signed the contract and, uh, and went off on her mat leave. Fast forward a year later, she tries to come back from her mat leave and they say, we have no position available for you. And she says, okay, well, then I guess I resign. Now, you know and I know that that is a termination. You can't say, when we terminate you, that means you resign. Um, But she didn't know that. And the only reason she called was because she was referred to us Mm -hmm. uh, from somebody else who who worked with me before and had some success. And, uh, And I told her what I think is an important lesson to be learned from here is that you cannot force somebody into a resignation like that. You can't say in the event that we are going to terminate you, you are going to resign. That is just a termination. You don't get you get your severance entitlements yeah. in that instance. And then guess what? You add in the fact that she's trying to come back from a mat leave and you also have a human rights don't mess violation. With mama. Right. That, that's I heard that's Le, uh, Leor's <laughs> that's bumper sticker. Don't mess with mama. Don't mess with mama. Yeah, I'm going to get one from my car, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, we were able to resolve it very successfully for her uh, two weeks ago. Full severance, uh, nice. her legal fees fully paid, actually, in this instance, uh, just because I, I was so silly that we got to that point at all that I really pushed the company on that point. But, sure. yeah. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Dave, we're going to get to you in a moment first. So I'm going to bounce over to Jason. Uh, good evening, Jason. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? Excellent. You got a question for Dave or Leah? Yeah, I, uh, I basically run a company within a company. So a parent organization is a service-related company. And they've decided to close my division down. Uh, so I've started a, my own company and working as a partnership agreement, basically getting the lead from the parent company. Uh, so I am going from an employee to uh, basically a business result contractor with a partnership agreement with them. I'm wondering if I should be going down the road of saying, hey, guys, uh, I do deserve some uh, compensation here in terms of severance. 
Jason, how long were you with the uh, with this company? Uh, just over two years. Uh, I was uh, recruited out of a, a major organization to start this division for them. Okay, and then so they, they shut the division down. Um, yep. And did they pay you any termination pay or severance pay? No. They didn't, but did they make you an offer, uh, a contractual offer to work for them? Yeah, yeah. So that's I'm dealing with this right now. Uh, so the, the, the contract is basically uh, I'll continue to receive leads uh, doing what I was doing, and I've, I've taken uh, some of the key employees I have and basically started my own company working those leads. Okay. So uh, one of the big issues here you're going to face in terms of uh, you know, your severance entitlement is that it sounds like you're mitigating your damages. Um, which basically, which you know, you're you're starting to earn income uh, essentially right away uh, as a result of this closure. Is that correct? Correct. Are you earning the same? I don't know, and that was my question: is Is there kind of a statute on that? So, if there is a a loss of income, uh, you know, let's say over the next year, could I go back and, and try to be made whole? Well, generally, if you're let go, you're entitled to severance pay. Let's say it's six months. Um, yep. But any income you earn during that six months is going to be deducted from what they owe you. Um, okay. that, that's the general rule here. Um, in your case, there may be some different uh, you know, things at play because it sounds like you, you now have an agreement with them um, basically to take over part of their business. So um, I, I think what I would recommend you do, just because of all the different uh, issues at play here, is give us a call. Uh, and we can go over whether there's a severance entitlement, what that might be based on the uh, mitigation income, and speak uh, speak about whether it's even worthwhile to do this only because you are, you now have an agreement with this company. They're, they're your partner, right? Yeah, and that's what I that, that's what I'm nervous about. Uh, I, I, I want to stay on good terms because of that. Yeah, you, and you should, but uh, at the same time, you need to protect yourself, and not only exactly. for you know any previous severance pay that may be owed, but also moving forward in this relationship and to, and make sure you uh, you get everything you're entitled to. So uh, give us a call tomorrow, Jason. How long the company before the two years? How long you were with the previous company? Uh, eight years. So that's an inducement, right? They brought him over, no? It could be very well, yeah. But this is just another reason why he has to call. If if they made a number of representations to him to come over, uh, any guarantees of security of employment, et cetera, then that can definitely uh, factor into the severance entitlement long term. Jason, this number, one 821 5900 We'll get to you, Dave, in your week that was. Lots more of the show just getting warmed up for you as well. 416-870-6400, star 640. On Cell Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. 7.16, it is both Mondays and Wednesdays nights here at 7 o'clock. The Employment Hour on Talk Radio, AM 640. Picking up where we left off. Yeah, your phone calls, uh, phone lines are wide open. 416-870-6400, star 640 on Cell. Questions about severance, you've been let go, or anything under that uh, topic or otherwise, give us a call. David and Louie and Lee are here to answer your questions. Week though was back to that, Dave. What do you got? Yeah, I spoke with a gentleman uh, a couple weeks ago who was terminated due to uh, some performance issues uh, after about five years of service. Um, and these uh, performance issues was basically he wasn't meeting his sales targets over the last year. Uh, the first four years, he was fine. Last year, he started to have issues. Um, the company gave him a number of uh, warning letters about his sales, and they also uh, provided him with uh, some performance improvement plan mm-hmm. uh, documentation. Um these didn't really contain anything helpful. They didn't contain advice on how to improve, uh, no offers of assistance, no coaching. Um, basically, all they told him was, you need to increase your sales or we're going to terminate your employment. Um, after several warnings, the employer did terminate the yep. employment relationship uh, and alleged just cause. Um, and they wouldn't pay him a severance pay. Okay. 
Uh, as you know, it's very difficult to establish just cause for termination, especially with respect to performance issues and you know sales issues in particular. Uh, when I first spoke with them, however, he was quite intimidated about the entire process. He said, "You know, I they're right. They did warn me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't I didn't meet my sales targets. Uh, this is a huge company. They must know what they're doing." Right. Uh, he had really very no common. In, yeah, it is, and mm-hmm. he had no intention of uh, moving forward uh, or, or challenging this big company. Um, luckily, uh, a friend of his told him to call us. Um, so we spoke and, uh, you know, figured out what the situation was. Um, we wrote, uh, the employer a letter, uh, basically just explaining, uh, the concept of just cause, why they didn't have it, uh, and putting forth a reasonable severance proposal. Um, thankfully, uh, the company did hire a, an employment lawyer. Um, and, uh, you know, after uh, negotiations over a couple weeks, we were able to uh, resolve the matter. Uh, he got a, a fair severance package. Um, and, uh, you know, he can move on. He has the money and, uh, you know, to, uh, so we give him an opportunity to find a new job. So, so even with several warnings, that's not enough. You've got to, you go a little further and say, you know, okay, now you've warned me. Now what are you going to do? Correct the problem? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. You have to provide warnings. You have to, uh, give opportunities for improvement. You have to be extremely clear about what those expectations are. Um, the threshold to terminate for cause, uh, particularly on the basis of performance, is extremely high. I would not want to be an employer in that situation. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Harry, good evening. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Um, I actually wanted to say, um, now, I have a friend who's um, working for a small company, and he had told me that um, he's been um, being exploited in terms of not getting proper pay, um, you know, uh, doing many, many long hours, um, finding that the work environment at times can be too stressful. And, you know, like, I, I really feel feel sorry for uh, new immigrants, especially when people who don't know their rights in terms of getting paid minimum wage. And this uh, company, I should say, I mean, they're actually in North York, and they actually have ads to hire people, but when it comes to paying them, they're not giving them their fair share in terms of getting paid what's right in Ontario, and they're basically taking advantage of new, new immigrants who are desperate to find work. Well, thanks for the call, Harry. It's certainly not the first, and I don't suspect it's going to be the last time we're going to hear about a, a problem like that. Um, not knowing somebody's rights is um, is a you know a very common issue, and that's why we're here. That's why we're here for the next hour to answer people's questions. Um, if if your friend feels like they're being exploited, uh, that they're working too many hours and not being paid for it, uh, or they're not being provided overtime, you can tell your friend that they are protected by the law. The law protects them, um, specifically under the Employment Standards Act, uh, if they if their uh, company is provincially regulated. Um, and and he can either apply to the Ministry of Labor uh, for correction of those uh, exploitations, uh, or he can call a, an employment lawyer who will help him sort of start to paper the file uh, in the event of an eventual claim for constructive dismissal. But the law is there to protect your friend, and that is probably the most important message I want to get across. To Dave, him. as far as too many hours and possibly getting paid, you know, under minimum wage, which we don't know if that's true. That's what he says. I mean, is that one of the rare? No, I won't say rare cases. That's not nice. But is that one case where the actual you know labor board can be handy? They can be to an extent in terms of the uh, minimum wage right? Um, because you're not giving up termination entitlements by doing that. 
Um, so you can do that in terms of minimum wage or overtime. Um, with that said, if this is happening on a regular basis, if he's not being treated properly, if they're being overworked, uh, if the working conditions are poor, mm-hmm. um, like Leah said, this could be a constructive dismissal. Gotcha. Uh, and it doesn't seem like this is a very nice place to work. So it may be a situation that, that Harry's friend wants to uh, you know, try to get himself or herself out of before right. they're exploited uh, you know, too, too greatly. Moving forward, Harry, one 821 5900 That'll get you in touch with Lior and the firm directly. We'll take more of your phone calls. Lots more show to get through, so stand by. Right here on uh, AM 640, the Employment Hour is what it's called tonight and Wednesday nights, of course. It is 726, Monday evening. Again, Mondays and Wednesdays here, Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640. Your phone calls, like to get to them right away. Uh, Thomas, thanks for hanging in. What's your question? Uh, it's a very simple question, guys. Uh, I'm, uh, I go all over Canada doing work for a company, and uh, the company is very good to work for. I get a certain amount of weeks a year. But because I do a lot of overtime, like 60, 70 hours a week on occasion, um, you know, I have, to, I have to fly away on the weekends a lot of the time. Uh, so what they're telling me is that uh, I have to be paid out for the balance over and above my vacation time. But what I get when that happens, I'm getting taxed very heavily, and I'd rather have the time in, in lieu of the overtime. So take more time off as opposed to getting paid, right? Yeah. yeah. Does it, uh, does it, is that addressed in your employment agreement at all? No, it isn't. Okay. And so, uh, I mean, how, much, how many uh, days of vacation do you have a year? I get three weeks a year. Okay. But, uh, but odd, often I don't get even to take all the full weeks a year because we're so busy. And then they pay you out because you haven't been able to take it? Correct. Okay. Um, uh, this year is a little bit different. This year I was able to take the full few weeks, uh, but with, uh, with the extra overtime, I'd probably have another week in bed left over, over and above. You could talk to them about uh, deferring that time into the next year in terms of the actual vacation. Yeah, yeah, right. I've been told they won't, uh, they won't uh, defer to the next year. Okay. Well, if that's the case, there's really not a lot you can do. Um, uh, it's, I mean, if, it's as if you know if they're going to give you a bonus. Yeah, it's going to you're going to get taxed on it, but um, you know. You, that's that's how they choose to pay the overtime yeah. is through 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 money, right? There's not yeah. much you can do about you it. You can't right? demand time off for that. Right. That makes sense, Thomas. Yes, it does. It's unfortunate, but it makes sense. Thank you yeah. very much. No worries. Got uh, John here. Hi, John. What's your question? Uh, hi. Um, so. My wife works in the restaurant industry. She's a server slash supervisor. Um, and the owner has set unrealistic um, labor goals that can only be met by um, way, way overworking her employees. And uh, like the expectation is felt by all that it's um, unobtainable. Is there any... Um, is there anything that can be done about this? Like, can the employer just set the expectation of whatever they want? Well, I'd like to have a, a better idea of what you mean by set labor goals. Um, what exactly are they expecting? So, like, um, they're shooting for, like, 6%. Uh, well, I guess it's, like, a 12% combined for labor um, for uh, both the front and back of the house, like, the entire restaurant. Um, so that's of, of the total sales of the restaurant. So, so on busy days, it may be doable, but on slower days, it may not be coming close to being able to happen. So... She feels like she's being worked to the point to say, like, um, where she just can't do it. And um, 
uh, an unbiased truth is that she is the best employee. Um, and that if she isn't able to do it, nobody else is. And the proof's in the pudding. Like, the numbers for the other supervisors are significantly worse than hers. So the general consensus is that it's just unrealistic. Right. I mean, so employers do have a fairly wide berth in terms of setting sales targets. Is that... Yeah, is that, that's kind of what I'm hearing here, that they've increased the expectation with respect to what her sales targets are? Not sales targets. Um, like, so, like, the amount, of, the amount of staffing which they have can have in a night um, is, deter- like, is determined by their sales. Um, so, like, the restaurant sales. So, I'm seeing that, like, the amount of staffing which she has to work with to staff the building, um, she just feels is way, is not enough. Um, does the employer have the right to stop the building however so fit? Or like, is there a, a point where you can say, hey, we need more staffing? John, they, I mean, the employer has the right to decide on how many employees they have working. Um, with that said, if they're so understaffed that your you know, wife's you know, taking on way more duties and responsibilities than she used to uh, and not being paid anymore and it's essentially become impossible to perform the job, um, that could be something that um, could amount to a constructive dismissal. Yeah, I'd also say, too, that if she was working a certain number of hours before and all of a sudden that's increased to something that's completely unsustainable, uh, that can also very well be a constructive dismissal, depending on how, uh, what the what the differential is and how long she was working those hours. But if she's starting to, to suffer... Um, you know, in any capacity as a result of this, she absolutely needs to uh, needs to put that in writing to her employer. And the phone number, if you need, uh, John, the future, 1-855-821-5900. Take a quick break and lots more here. The Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. 734, lines are wide open. You want to talk to Dave or Lee? I got questions. Lay them on us. We're here till, uh, till 8 o'clock tonight. So there you go. And then back, uh, of course, on Wednesday for another edition of the Employment Hour here on AM640. Yep, 416-870-6400, star 640 on the cell phone. Let's get into this, guys, and these uh, you can go back and forth on these. Most common questions I get asked every day for Leah and Dave both. I'll run through a bunch of these, and you can uh, expand as you see fit. Um, this one all the time. Didn't do anything wrong. Can my employer terminate my employment? How dare they? Yeah, literally all the time. Oh. I get this call all the time, um, and it, and I, I don't blame people. I mean, it's... It's a personal decision uh, when uh, it can feel personal when an employer terminates your employment and you want to know that there's a reason behind it. And when there's not or you feel like you've been a good performer, uh, then you're you're stuck looking for answers. But the truth is, is that an employer can terminate you for any reason, as long as it's not discriminatory and as long as they provide you with with the right uh, with the right severance package. Um, Dave and I were actually just talking about this in in, uh, the context of the media uh, today regarding uh, the beer thrower, the infamous beer thrower right. at the, uh, the wild card game between the Orioles and the Jays because um, reports came out today that he had lost his job. And it's not clear whether or not it was a resignation or a termination, although I'm, I think it would probably be the latter. Um, but, you know, I have a lot of friends coming out of the woodwork and saying, like, Leah, you're an employment lawyer. Can somebody really be fired for throwing a beer on their own in their spare time? And right. the answer is yes. I mean, they can't be fired for cause because it's completely unrelated to his job. And right. as we know and as we've discussed on the show many times, the bar for cause is extraordinarily high. Right. Um, but, you know, if they feel like you're just not a good fit and are using 
the courtroom of social media or things that they see reported uh, in your personal life is the basis for that. Again, as long as it's not discriminatory, you can be terminated uh, without cause and, and then be provided your entitlement. You know, we always joke in the show, Dave, that, you know, you, you, someone's there and says, you know, we're letting you go. Why? Because you have a red car and we don't like people to drive red cars. They can actually do that as stupid, as asinine as that would be. If you get full severance, they can do that. Yeah, they could. I, I've never heard of it happening. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's shocking. No, but uh, it is possible. So right. uh, maybe one day we will hear of that. But um, yeah, people, it, it is a tough thing to understand, right? Because people say, I didn't do anything wrong. I was, I was a great employee for all these years. How can they do this to me? Um, and unfortunately, they can do that to you, just, just like you can quit if you want. You right. get a better offer somewhere else. Um, the, the big difference is, though, that the employer is going to owe you severance pay if they right. do let you go. And if you, if you resign, um, it's going to be a lot. Uh, you, know, you, you should probably provide a, a couple weeks' notice in most cases, but uh, it's not the t- type of length of a severance package. And I guess the first thing you tell people is don't get caught up on the why, but now you get caught up on, on the how. How do I get my severance? Yeah, don't well, worry about that you're gone. I know it affects you, and it's, 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 it's a kick in the you-know-what. But worry now about what you're going to get as far as compensation, right? For, for without-cause termination. Yes. yes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. J- figure out whether or not you're getting the right severance package. The right? bruised and ego is always going to be there, but you should be worried about what you get, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that's the pressing issue, right, is how to sustain yourself uh, until you get a new job, how to support your family, how to pay those bills, and that has to be your number one priority. Um, it might be a bad business decision uh, for them to fire mm-hmm. their best employee, but they, they certainly can. So that next question, how uh, how much severance do I get? Well, so, that depends on, on a number of factors, and I think... You know, we've we've repeated them almost ad nauseum on the yeah. show. Lior has too. It's age, position, length of service, uh, availability of similar employment also factors into there. Um, so your severance is going to depend not just on your contract and your Employment Standards mm-hmm. Act minimums, right? The the minimums that are legislated uh, for all Ontario employees, um, but also the common law, which is judge made law, which is the body of case law in Canada over the last some odd 150 years. Yeah, right. um, and, and that's been, uh, you know, you, you are entitled to significant entitlements under the common law, far, usually far uh, and above the, um, the minimum entitlements under the ESA. Yeah, which is why Lior put together the severance pay calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. It factors those things in. You can do it in a, on your own in a house coat at home and figure out how much severance you're supposed to really get, right? You can do it on your phone on that's the right. way out of the company. How about that, right? Yeah. How, how cool would that be? Got uh, Greg here. Greg, good evening. How are you? How are you? Excellent. Yeah, you, uh, you got a question for uh, for Dave and Leah? Yeah, just uh, concerning uh, part-time employment. Um, there was nothing specific in my uh, uh, offer, offer of employment. I was told I'd be given about 24 hours a week. Now I'm down to about 20. Um, if the hours keep dropping stuff and I decide to leave or whatever, is there any sort of recourse on for what I was told when I was originally hired? Greg, how long have you worked there? I've I'm a year and a half so at this company. And when did they cut your hours from 24 to 20? Uh, about, I'd say six, eight months ago. I was doing uh, 24 hours over four days. Now I'm doing 20 over five days. Okay. At this point, Greg, it, you, even if you could have, uh, you know, alleged constructive dismissal in response to that uh, reduction in, in hours, which isn't uh, guaranteed. Um, you can't now because you've deemed you've been deemed to accepted that that reduction from 24 to 20. With that said, um, if they make a nu- if they start cutting your hours even more, uh, you're gonna have another opportunity to deal with it. 
Um, so if that does happen, um, you should make them uh, make them well aware that you're not uh, going to accept that, that you're not uh, happy with that. You want the 20 hours. Um, and, uh, you know, if they're not willing to do that, you may, uh, may be able to allege constructive dismissal and get a severance package. Okay, thank you. I just wasn't sure how it worked with part-time, but uh, thanks for the uh, information. Yeah, my mm-hmm. pleasure, Greg. So how many times can they do that? I mean, he's, he better not happen again, right? Because we've often said if it happens two or three times, now you can't claim constructive dismissal, right? Because you need to accept it more than once, right? Yeah, if it happens a couple times, it's going to be problematic for him. Uh, the fact that it was never in writing, I mean, it's not like you, he had 24 hours that gave him a, a document. It doesn't sound like anyways that said we're, we're reducing it to 20. Right. It sounds like it happened more organically. Um, that they just started giving them less hours. So uh, I think if they go below that, uh, start going below that 20, um, 20 hours, at that point, he, I think he'll have, still have an opportunity to... Yeah, uh, yeah that being let. said, I, I'm always a fan of putting things in writing anyway. Mm-hmm. It very rarely Absolutely. hurts. And so to the extent that you know he may have been deemed to accept the reduction in hours already, just fire off a quick email or a quick note to your employer, Greg, and... and you know, let them know that you do object to that change. It's too late to do anything about it, but then in the event of future reductions, you can make the case for yeah, constructive dismissal. that I didn't dismissal. like it the first time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At least you've got that in writing. Um, it's I, I'm just a huge proponent of writing things down and starting to keep that record. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Take a short break. More coming up. The Employment Hour talking about the most common questions you get asked every day or you ask them every day. That's on the way. Here's the Employment Hour. Continues. Talk radio, AM 640. 7.46 here till 8 o'clock and then back Wednesday night at 7 as well. The Employment Hour a couple times a week. Uh, Lee and David here answer your questions right up until 8. Phone lines are open, 416-870-6400. You got star 640 on your cell as well. We were talking about uh, going through the list of most common questions you get asked every day. So, Dave, I'll throw this one at you. Uh, what do I do if my employer doesn't pay me enough severance? It's a great question and uh, very common. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we've discussed on the show, um, most uh, severance offers we see are inadequate. Um, so this is a very common problem. Uh, I think it, the easiest way to answer the question is, is what not to do. Um, yeah. Don't contact the Ministry of Labor. Um, they can only enforce your minimum standards. Um, they're not going to be able to uh, get you your full severance pay. Um, don't just sign the document because the employer, uh, the, you know, your manager, human resources tells you it's fair or tells you you have to get it or tells you, uh, you know, there's a deadline and you need to sign it. Right. Um, don't wait on it. Uh, I know we spoke with someone a couple of weeks ago who, uh, you know, w- was likely entitled to severance pay, uh, but had waited too, too long. Uh, it was over two years. Um, so, uh, don't wait, um, get the document from your employer, um, and uh, you know, call our firm and have it reviewed, um, and and visit the severance pay calculator. I was going to say, in the meantime, check out yeah. severancepaycalculator.com, dot com. Right? Don't sign a thing. Don't sign a thing. Huh? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, we'll take it from there. Then my severance letter says I have to accept by a certain date, like you mentioned, Dave. You know, there's there's stress. There's maybe not pressure, but otherwise, it's a big bad company. What do you do? Yeah. Sometimes it's not even accepting by a certain date. I've I've uh, had people call me. They say that they put it right in front of me with their hand on it and said, sign this now or else we're not going to give you anything. Right. And again, we've talked about this at length before. It's uh, it's an intimidation tactic. It's duress, right? um, or if it's not an intimidation tactic, it's it's just their way of selecting a time that they can wrap up their own affairs. Right. They want to close the books. They want to have everything settled, too. So they just arbitrarily select a date. Um, and, you know, your your rights don't expire Friday at 5 p.m. Right. We say mm-hmm. it uh hundreds of times on the show. Um, so to the extent that the employer tells you that you have to accept by a certain date uh, or else, um, there's the else, right? You yeah. all will always have your entitlements. 
Um, so don't put too much stock into the deadline. We always try to, as best we can, to abide by them. If you know, if you get them a response, ask for an extension. Uh, but just because the deadline passes doesn't mean that you no longer have your entitlements under the law. And they're not going to take away. They're not going to. They're not going to lower your severance offer because that's what people are going to say. Well, if I don't sign, they're going to give me less. They just told me, or I think they're going to give me less. And they may tell you they're going to. I've never seen that happen. No, neither <laughs> have I. Um, and if they're not, you know, I do think it's a good idea to ask for an extension or at least as a courtesy, tell them, you know, I'm going to have the, I'm going to look into this. Um, I'm going to need more time. Right. If your employer is not willing to give you more time to consider, uh, you know, a, a severance offer, it seems like they're hiding something. Yeah, red flag to me. Really? Well, why else would they need such a, you know, such an arbitrary, right. uh, quick deadline, right? Uh, if you need a few more days to have it reviewed, what's the problem with that? 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell. Uh, my employer says that I'm on temporary layoff. We love that term. What can I do? Yeah, this is just my favorite topic. I handle so many cases that uh, are involved with temporary layoffs. I seem to be a magnet for temporary layoffs. I'm not quite <laughs> sure what's happening over there. But um, a temporary layoff, essentially, in most cases, is going to be a termination. And that's the most important takeaway from, from the law surrounding temporary layoff, is that unless you have been laid off numerous times in the past, been recalled, and therefore accepted that, or unless you have an employment contract that explicitly reserves the company's right right. uh, to place you on a temporary layoff, they cannot do that. Um, You know, we talk about it all the time. Constructive dismissal is a unilateral change to the term of your employment. Um, What could be a bigger change than saying, go home for 35 weeks, we're not paying you? Um, That's a termination. And so if you've been temporarily laid off, um, I unfortunately think that you're in a position where you almost need a lawyer in that case, because even if you do want to go back, even if you even if you are recalled and you want to accept it, you want to make sure that you are then not condoning future layoffs uh, right. going forward. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty and we'll squeeze a call in here before break. Matthew, good evening. Hey, uh, I was just wondering. Uh, I'm I work at Walmart. I've been there for about six about six months now. Uh, I was just wondering if, um, and it's part-time, I was wondering if uh, even with part-time employment, do you still get uh, severance if they let you go? Excellent call. Yeah, excellent call, Matthew. And and I've had that question quite a few times as well. The the very short and easy answer is that there is no difference between part-time and full-time work in terms of your your severance pay or termination pay entitlements. Okay. So so you you get that no matter how many hours you work. Uh, where you work, the position that you're in, how small the company is, how big the company is, uh, your entitlements are are going to be what they are. Take a break, guys. More phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell right up till uh, 8 o'clock. We're here to answer your questions on the employment hour. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. If you're not familiar, have a look at it during the break, and we'll be back with more of the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. A few minutes left here. We'll see if we get to these phone calls. Get them in under the wire. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Yeah, that is the number. Carlos, good evening. Hey, John, how's it going? What is happening, brother? What do you, you got a question for David or, uh, or Leah? Go ahead. Yeah, well, my question is really quick. This is pretty much what you guys were just talking about, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, the temporary, uh, I guess, uh, layoff. Yep. Uh, if one wanted to actually draw, say, unemployment after, how does that affect their severance if they're if they're going to be entitled to any severance at all? And uh, if it's going to, like, you know, basically completely, you know, completely negate uh, the actual uh, person receiving uh, severance. And I'll take my call up here. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, man. So there you go. Temporary layoff, collecting EI. How does it affect yeah, the severance? Yeah. Hold on, let me turn on your mic down. There we go. There we are. There we are. Hey, welcome hey, back. Thanks. Um, <laughs> trying to muzzle me. 
Never. Um, so you cannot collect severance at the same time that you're collecting EI. Okay. That's that's the very simple answer. Uh, if you're in a situation where you're receiving EI and then you get paid severance back to the point of your termination or the date of your temporary layoff, you will have what is known as a repayment obligation to Service Canada. So you cannot collect you cannot collect both. The good thing though is that um, once your severance runs out, you can reapply for the 52 weeks of EI. So it does. Oh. It, so it restarts the clock on your EI entitlements. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I've always put it to my clients: is you're loaning yourself the money, mm-hmm. essentially, by applying for EI before you get the severance. Steve in Toronto. Good evening. Hello. How are you today? Good, sir. What's uh, what's your concern? My question is: I used to work for the Telecommunication, Telecommunication Workers Union. I had a union job, and I felt sick. I got ODST for a little while. It's been a couple of years, but I haven't heard back from them, and I was wondering if I can get my job back and whether or not um, the union can you know, facilitate that if you get ill and, be, and just hop on ODSP for a while and recover. Um, is there anything you can do to just sort of come back into contact with the union once once uh, you feel ready enough to get back into work? Okay. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, Steve. If you, uh, so you've been on basically a disability for the last couple of years, um, yep. and uh, you know, your employment was not terminated. Um, give the union a call, give the union rep a call, uh, and say you're interested in going back to work. They'll probably want to see a doctor's note, um, and then, um, you know, you can, uh, the union will help you do that if it's, uh, if it's possible. Oh, okay, because I believe, I do believe that they've been giving me a little bit of a runaround. They're saying it has been a several years, and um, perhaps um, there isn't anything we can do. That position no longer exists in the, in the capacity that you were, you were in the union. Uh, and so that sort of thing coming out of the rep. So is there anything I can do beyond just sort of... Um, Outside the just, union? Yeah. 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 So first of all, the yeah the whether that job's available to you and what you can do in terms of a grievance, um, that would all be established by the collective agreement. So um, you do need to go through the union, whether you um, take it beyond the specific union rep you're dealing with, uh, maybe something to look into. Um, but um, outside of uh, what's called an unfair, uh, basically a duty of... Uh, fair representation uh, complaint um, against the union. Uh, there's not much you can do, and those are very difficult. So I think you need to really uh, focus on exhausting your options uh, within the union framework. Justin, got about uh, half a minute here. Well, what's uh, what's your concern before we, uh, before we wrap it up? Hey, Justin. Hey, uh, yeah, I was just curious. If you're coming from the union into, like, uh, uh, like for security, like you're in the union and then you go to uh, and you pull off the union, do you still get the EI benefits? Or not? Yeah, EI benefits. Does that like start over? Are you not working? Yeah, I'm working full time. Um, but I was just curious if that's the case. Well, like, if, if you're if you're working from... full time, you wouldn't get. Uh, you're not entitled to. Uh, no, or... like like if you get laid off afterwards, does the. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you get laid off after uh, you know a time of being unemployed in uh, a non-union environment. Yeah, yeah. Like if okay. you're like. If you're in union and then you get taken off the union because you get bumped to management or supervisor or whatnot. Yeah, as long as you would otherwise qualify, you're entitled to EI the same way you would be otherwise. We are out of time for a week, guys. In the meantime, the number is 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior or simply help at employmenthour.com. Dave, Leah, nicely done, guys. We return here Wednesday evening with Lior, the second of two shows during the week. It's the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640.